What's up, guys? Me and JD are back at it. Good. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since we've, uh, or since I've been around. Um, I was take. I had to take care of a bunch of, uh, just a bunch of some stuff around the around the apartment and some personal stuff and, uh, and, um, yeah, we're back at it though. Twenty episode twenty four. Um, this is going to probably be a little more NFL heavy than usual because it's, it's the end of the season for, unfortunately it is the end of the season for the, uh, my, uh, my Patriots and JD's, um, Chicago bears. The, uh, I'll tell you one thing though, just because, just because it's the end of the season doesn't mean that the, doesn't mean that it stops for, uh, for the Pats and the bears. They, uh, the Bears have been very busy, <laughs> uh, or they're going to be very busy. Um, they are in search of both a GM and a head coach. Uh, JD, I just want to get your kind of like final thoughts on the 2020 season for the Bears and and how you you kind of saw it and and your point of view. Well, it was <clears throat> to be honest. It was for me as an objective Bears fan, a Bears fan with a brain, I would say, um, and other Bears fans with brains, like we kind of knew what this was. And I think it, it says a lot more that the people, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, who didn't understand what this season was, says a lot more about them. And that's why they're not the Bears. That's why they're fired. That's why they got fired. Um, and what I mean by that is that if you are an objective Bears fan, you really look at like what the Bears have had, what they've done, and who they are basically over the last like five, six years, and you understand the roster and you understand the other the other players in the NFL and how they've drafted and the other coaches, then you would have known that we probably only win five to seven games this year. But for some reason, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy thought we'd win a lot more. And they signed people. They signed like Robert Quinn and they didn't fix the O-line. They thought this team was a lot better than it was. They were horribly, horribly wrong. So that is why they're no longer with us. Uh, that's why they deserve to be fired. And I've said that a couple of times is because, especially Ryan Pace, I think, deserved to be fired. There's a lot of rumors that he was going to keep his job. And I was like, that's weird. And he didn't keep his job. So I wasn't surprised. Um, now going forward, I guess we can talk about that in a second, but the season was, well, the season was a building season from start to finish. You have a rookie quarterback, you have young running backs, you have young defensive guys. Um, the only, that's why a lot of the signings didn't make any sense. So next year will probably be another growing year too, but hopefully we can compete a little bit more in the division and, and not get wrecked by the Vikings and the Packers. Um, that's really if, if you can st honestly all you gotta do in the NFC North, man, is beat the Vikings and the Packers mainly, and and don't suck against everyone else, and, and you'll be all right. So and obviously beat the Lions, but that's that's what we need to do. We need to focus on our division and how to win our division. So um, it was it was a growing year, and I knew it was gonna be a growing year, and I and I honestly it met my expectations. Uh, if if the uh, coaching and the um, GM wasn't so, I don't know, arrogant, uh, they weren't so wishy-washy, 
maybe they would have stayed. Maybe we our opinion of Nagy wouldn't be so harsh, but it was and it is, and here we are. So now we have to build, we have to pick up the pieces and move forward as a as a fandom. But how about your Patriots, my man? How did you feel about that first season with Mac Jones? The, so you like you talked about being objective as a Bears fan. Yes. I I'm I, I do the best I I do the best I can to be as objective as a Patriot fan. Like I try not to be a Homer fan. I, I really do. I try to I try to be as realistic about it as possible. Um, there were times where Mac really did get your hopes up because you know when you saw like flashes, like Justin Fields, you saw flashes of of really good, you know, really good play. And then through the season, you there were some games where you you looked at it and you were like, "Yep, that's a rookie right there." Yep, that you know what I mean. But yeah. that's the rookie roller coaster that I think you know both of our teams, bear the Bears and the the Pats are they they were going to have to ride that roller coaster this year with how it was. Sure. Um. I I am I thought it was over uh, like I, what did I say to you at the beginning of this year? I said ten and seven would be would be a good would be a good start. Yeah, you said you said if we get ten and seven, then you know who knows what will happen going forward. So I think that still applies. I think you were right about that. You you kind of hit that one on the head. It's and, and I mean Mac Jones finished the year with twenty two touchdowns and thirteen picks with a completion percentage of sixty seven and a half. Or a little over six, sixty-seven and a half percent. So, oh, I mean, and he was the he was the he was the twentieth uh, ranked quarterback in the NFL, right? As a rookie, I mean, so that's that's not terrible. I, I no, it's not. Like it's, I, I, I've said it to you a couple of times. Like if where we are right now is the foundation block, right? Is the foundation of like the rebuild. Like ten and seven and a playoff berth, you know, getting into the playoffs. If that's like where we're starting from, and we're just gonna build on that, then that's a pretty good spot to start from. Now, if we broke it down farther, like you were saying, like the like the like I, I do think in certain you know spots, I think um, I think McDaniel's and Bill were mo- mostly Josh McDaniel's. I I think this year really exposed Josh McDaniels for, for I was talking to some friends about this and I said, it's almost like Josh McDaniels benefited more from Brady than Belichick did. Yeah, that's definitely definitely because Bill Bill's a head coach and he oversees everything, you know, like, Oh, every, you know, he's got a lot where Josh worked specifically with Tom for so many years over and over and over again and that's all those two did, you know, and being Tom Brady and being as good as he was, it almost, it, there were a lot of games this year, JD, where it showed where it's like, I think, I think Josh, Josh, Josh's deficient in, in, a, in effect, ineffectiveness is probably a better word for it was mass masked a lot by Brady's ability to just come to the line of scrimmage and audible out of a play that didn't, you know, that he knew. Yes. What, wasn't going to work. And like you, you had said something to me, like the Patriots were, what did you say? Like you, like, yeah. So the Patriots uh, versus the bills was an interesting game. Uh, In the first quarter, I think it was about three minutes left to go in the first quarter. The bills scored again, and it was so 
easy the second time they scored. It was just so easy. So right, right uh, down the field. Right. It was just yeah. I mean, it was like butter through, or it was like a hot knife through butter. It was absolutely easy for them. And then it, they panned over. I'll never, I'll, I, I remembered it right away because I was like, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. They panned over to the sideline of all the players, including Josh McDaniels. He's standing there like this. He's mad, you know. And all these players, they look deflated, the Patriots do. They're down 14 nothing, and they look like they just got punched in the gut and they're not getting back up from it. So, what I thought to myself, I'm like, well, who usually gets the troops going in this moment? Because this has happened with the Patriots a ton of times. Been down 14 nothing early on. A ton of times. This is the Falcons. I think the Eagles, they were down a little bit. This happens a lot. This happens all the time with Bill Belichick teams. Like, like obviously, he puts a really good team together, but ultimately, sometimes you get – uh, exposed just like every team just like every team but the difference is with the patriots over the last 20 years two decades uh excuse me uh, over the last 20 years there's been one man one man who just who's yelling up and down the sideline to the defensive guys the offensive guys ah, nah, nah, you gotta do this you gotta do that you gotta do this you gotta do that getting them motivated like for instance when they were down 28 to 3 against the falcons who was saying it's going to be a hell of a comeback. It was Edelman and, and Brady. Mm-hmm. You don't have those voices anymore. Those voices are gone. Nothing. So you, yeah, you need, you need, yeah, you need someone to step up. Someone has to step up. And yeah. to me, this, this is just the Patriots. The the reason why they they didn't come back in that game and they had no chance after the after like three minutes to go in the first quarter. That's when I like knew I'm like they have no chance to come back. I immediately knew I was like it's over. Uh, is because. They weren't fired up. They they literally and no one was stepping up to fire them up. Nobody was. The rookie's not going to say anything. He's a rookie, so who is going to step and he, up? And let's be up? honest, right? Nope. Mac Jones, Mac Jones can't. He can't be that guy yet. He not can't. Yet. Not as not as a rookie. You can't. You can't step up to a four, a three or four or five year vet as a rookie. You, you know, you you just not saying that he won't be able to do that. Cause I do see that fire in him. You know, like I do see, yeah, see him being able to do that. But like right now he can only do so much. And it, it's, it's, it was just a combination of things that just that they, and they re, like the whole team, the team as a whole, I think JD hit a wall at the end of the season. Like a lot of the games at the end of the year for them weren't pretty. They weren't the, there was no rhythm in the offense. There was no, the, the this year showed a lot of things that the Patriots, although very, although they are good and solid in on defense in certain areas, there's areas of that D that are very old and very slow and absolutely need to be addressed. Like it's mm-hmm. it, this, this year showed a lot. It, it showed that there's definitely room for improvement on that team. Well, it's impressive that they won 10 games and they don't seem like, like an overly talented team. Like, they don't seem like anyone, especially the receiver position. Like, the receivers on the Patriots are not very good. <laughs> they're, they're not very good uh, at all, really. And um, and somehow, with a rookie quarterback, they've been able to win 10 games. So, there's a lot to improve on. Like, there really is. You can, you can take Mac Jones to the next level, in my opinion. He can get better in the offseason. He can improve. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do see some potential around him. Or uh, towards him, but I just don't think like right now they're ready to win. I don't even think next year they're ready to win, but maybe in a couple of years they will be, and it's it's interesting. 
but see, that's that's what I was kind of been that's what I've kind of been saying now for like the last like five or six weeks. If like I've kind of come to that realization, man, where it's like it's like okay, this is this is a building block year. This was they got their new quarterback, they got a the whole new running back room. You know, they got a you know a bunch of guys in the running back room. They re- tried their best to revamp the receiver room, which they got some some solid pieces. Um, they they here's the thing with the receiver room, right? There's a lot of guys in there that are they're a bunch of Robins, and we don't have a Batman yet. That's that's the problem with them. You know yeah. what I mean? And 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 so I think that needs to be addressed. They need a true number one receiver for for sure in the off season, and and. Uh, the there's just certain spots like the linebacking court, like the line, a lot of games this year where we were run all over. Once a running back got into the second level, the linebackers, uh, you know, Jamie Collins, Dante Hightower and Kyle Van Noy have been in this league for like eight years. It's it, they're they're coming to the end. Like, like Dante Hightower has been in a, like a lot of our guys. They're, they're just old in certain really important spots and it's got, they gotta, they gotta fix them. That final dynasty, is coming to an end like that that um where they won three championships in the last like eight years or something like that mm-hmm. it's coming to an end and i think that it died really with brady but there was enough parts around there to, and here's another thing and you patriots fans may not want to hear this but i'm gonna say it i think they could take a step back next year i think they could they could take a step back and, and i think it's good if they take a step back like long term I think they should, like you said, clean house of all the old guys, kind of maybe get rid of the ones that are still worth something and sell, you know, sell fire sale, get some draft picks, get some young guys in there, get some playing time, win eight games with them. And then next year, then 2024 hits or 2023, whatever it is, 2023, 2024 season. That's when I could see Mac Jones. Okay. Mac Jones is the real leader of the team now, because I think it's important for your quarterback to be the leader of your team. And if he's not the leader of the team, you know, it, it it just doesn't look right. It really just doesn't look right. So, you want me to? You want me to tell you something? It was important for him to get blown out like that. You want to know why? You want to know why? Because think about this. He came from Alabama. How many times do you think they got smoked like that at Alabama? None. None. Or <laughs> practically yet, maybe one time since he was when he was you know since he's been like that that a that kind of a loss like that to get like, you know, just beat up, beat up and just really like have it taken to you. Right. He, he's got to learn how to digest a loss like that and say, that's not going to happen again. Yeah. That's it's, I think it'll be part of his character building uh, as, as a, as a future quarterback. I think that make it makes a big difference. Um, but I also think a lot of the blame too definitely has to go with Belichick because you you have to give him you, you can't you can't give him no one to throw to over the top and like the bills were they were doing everything <laughs> they were yeah. doing everything no, they, they wanted to no the, the, they the patriots it was it was bad it was bad they the pats defense couldn't whether they were throwing over the top into the middle of the, they they just i told i told you it just it just looked it just looked bad like it looked like they just it looked like they had just waved the the white flag, like the white flag, After man. The first it, quarter, yeah, it did. Yeah, like it was just, uh, I don't know. It it just 
It's tough the, to see. <laughs> the, the Bills, for the first time, for like for the first time in a long time, I looked at that game and I was like, well, the Bills are the just the better team. They the Pats just ran into a better, a better team. They were ready for the moment too. I don't know if the Patriots yeah. were ready for the moment. They didn't it didn't seem like they had faith that they were gonna win. Like they like the the Falcons game, there was no doubt that they were gonna come back. Yeah, even though yeah. they were down by twenty eight or by twenty five points. So yeah, that, that definitely um it says a lot when your team is given up after two scores. It looks like they're giving up at least. It says a lot. Well, the, so the turning point in that game to me, right? The turning point in that game to me was on the second drive the Patriots had. They were driving down the field and he went to go throw it to Hunter Henry in the end zone and it was picked off right in front of him. The guy jumped in front of the ball, made an excellent intercept. It was just a great play. It was a great football play. The guy, the guy read Mac Jones perfectly jump right in front of them and picked it off because if they score, it's 14 to seven and it's back to a game. Yeah. That, that's, so, that's it. I mean, so you, they, can, yeah. you know what I mean? The Patriots score there and it's only 14, seven and they're only down seven instead that interception, right? They take that interception and go back the other direction and make it 21, nothing, you know? Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's truly the, that's like the nail in the coffin when that happens because how could you possibly like you were about to score, you're about to be within one, now you're within three scores. That's that stabs you. It's, it's like a gut punch. Yeah, like I was saying, it's like an absolute gut punch. And there's nothing you can really do. Any concerns about nepotism and Steve Belichick? So you see, interesting question. So Steve, I never liked the fact that that Bill lets uh, uh Walt, that's a, that is a good question. I to be honest, I never liked the fact that that Bill let his kid call you know, like call plays on the on as the as the D. I don't like that I would rather have him just stick with Gerard Mayo and ha- like uh, if you have two defensive coordinators you don't have a defensive coordinator that means like like no like, like no 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 I, I don't that's something I that's something that's bothered me since it's ha- since it happened like n- like no well I think also if you're if your son is good enough to be a defensive coordinator, then someone would hire him as a defensive coordinator. You don't have to be the one to hire him. So that definitely uh, says, it's like, is he doing it because he's your son? Or or rather, are you doing it, Bill, because he's your son? Are you doing it because it's what's best for the team? And that is, um, I would that's what's best for the team. And I see, and honestly, if like you need an honest answer to that question, because like, honestly, at at times, at times I look at Steven, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, like I'm sh- like, just want to scream at the TV. Like, what are you doing? You know, like I, I just, I-, I never liked that. This se- That's one thing that really bugged me about it's this. bad year. optics too. It's, it looks bad as a leader. Cause, cause then if, if somebody has a problem with Steve, they automatically have a problem with Bill. It's, yeah. There's no separating the two. It's not like, yeah. oh, this defensive coordinator pisses me off, but I love the head coach. No, there's none of that because that's his son. So if you don't like Steve, you don't like Bill because Bill loves his son because it's his son. So, yeah, there's so, a lot of problems with that, definitely. So so just to like – like, but out – so out of all this and, – and the like one of the other things too that really got me is I think, Josh, I think it's time for a new offensive coordinator. I really do. I think – like I said it, like I said to you at the beginning, man, I think, I think Josh really benefited from Brady being – being with him for so long and just I think Brady made Josh's job really easy 
And now that he actually has like a rookie quarterback and this don't like JD, you know, rookie. Hey, Walt, thanks for the $10 hey, donation, man. Appreciate it. Money. Um, Much love, Walt. um, Good question. So, so, so McDaniel's. I really do think that McDaniel's benefited more from Brady than than Belichick did. Like Bill, Bill and Bill and Brady, like their relationship was was very. It was professional, and it was um, 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 it was professional. Like they they knew what they meant. They realized. I think they realized pretty quickly what they were going to mean to one another. Like Bill drove Brady to be as good as he was Yes. for the first, like eight years of, of Brady, of Brady being Brady, Bill drove, Bill drove and pushed him to be the quarterback that he is. And then their relation, you know, the relationship just, just it evolved. But I really do think that, that Josh benefited the most because now that you actually have a rookie quarterback, and this rookie quarterback, JD, you know, is looking at these defenses for the first time ever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like a lot of them, yeah. And a lot of these defensive coordinators, they can mix and match and, and disguise coverage a lot better than the college guys can. You know, that's absolutely you know what I mean. So he's looking at this for the first time, and I think that's that's kind of you add that into the aspect of I just I think Josh's job was just made easy by by Brady. And now that Josh doesn't have that security blanket and he actually has to like really work at his job, it's showing cracks. It's showing cracks in, 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 in ineffectiveness and deficiencies, you know, it is. It's, and it's showing that you, uh, it's showing it's, I mean, I think Brady, if anything, Brady by leaving new England and not retiring, he's just proving every single day how great he really was. He really he, yeah. every single like every time the Patriots because because clearly clearly it's obvious that the Patriots' number one weakness was their wide receivers and that's not a new problem. It's been no, it's, their weakness. It's, it's been around. It's been around for a long time. Yeah, for like six years they've had that weakness and it's it's still still hasn't been fixed. So and, and when Brady won a Super Bowl, maybe two Super Bowls with lackluster wide receivers, with fifth round pick wide receivers with Chris Hogan, no offense to him with Danny Amendola, no offense to him. Even Julian Edelman, you could argue is, is somewhat of a lackluster talent, even though he's obviously he evolved into something that, you know, one of the greatest slot receivers of all time, but like well, you see, could argue Edelman, Edelman, Edelman is like an anomaly because normally yeah. guys picked in his spot don't evolve and, and turn into what he did. You know, I think with Brady, he's not, gonna be that guy i think he'd be a good wide receiver probably but i don't think he's julian effing edelman like with super bowl mvp julian edelman without tom brady i just don't believe it so well, brady, he like, all those like brady drove him brady brady drove jules to be you know like he like brady and brady and edelman drove each other you know like chris bodette said like all those wide receiver open drop passes it's like we can't even put a lot of this on mac jones like, obviously, if Mac Jones was Tom Brady, then we could say, oh, well, Tom Brady didn't show up. But he's a rookie. So you have to rely on other other guys, too. You have to point the finger elsewhere. You can't just say, oh, the rookie yeah. is his fault. No, it, it was ridiculous. It, no, it, it was it, like like I I just so just to like close it out on the pats. And then I want to get like your final thoughts on your bears and just like where the directions, like I want to talk about the bears a little bit too. Cause I think they're, they're going to be really busy, man. They're going to be really, really talk about head coaching candidates. So we have a lot, a long list actually. 
Yeah. Yeah. So just to kind of close it out here on the Pats, there's this season showed a lot. We, we, I mean, it was a lot of ups and downs, man. It was a lot of ups and downs. There was a lot of uh, flashes of what the team, of what the team could, you know, of, of brilliance. There was flashes of brilliance. And then there were times where they, they, you know, you could tell that they just didn't execute right. That the, there's games where they were full of penalties and the Pats, you know, shot themselves in the foot and it just, it, it, it just didn't look very Patriot-esque. You know, Bill Belichick led teams aren't supposed to make dumb mistakes. They're yeah. the ones that capitalize on other teams making dumb mistakes and win games. But this is I think this is just the team is turning over. It's getting younger. These these guys are going to have to learn, you know, it's the, this is what you get from a young team. Belichick is going to have to rebuild this thing. Yeah. Up, like yeah. a lot better than he has so far. So, and I don't think they've even gone through a rebuild, really. They just went through a transition period. But now mm-hmm. it's time to actually take a look. And, I mean, hey, Belichick is an amazing coach, the greatest coach of all time. I'm not even trying to, like, just say, oh, you know, it's his fault. He's not even good anymore. I would never say that. Belichick is is still the greatest coach of all time. He still took a rookie quarterback to the playoffs. That's the a playoffs, yeah. The playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, this team, obviously, or rather this coach, is if you're rebuilding – and you have 10 wins, I mean, how much are you actually rebuilding? You're more retooling. So, yeah, you got to retool this team. You got to get, I would say, a better pass rush probably, a more disciplined secondary, or rather just continuously develop the guys you have now, a few of them, the younger guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, A lot of things to do. A lot of things to do. So I do just want to throw this in there too. They – I've been doing a lot of like, you know how a lot of like injury stuff comes out after the season. So Kyle Duggar played yesterday with three broken bones in his wrist. Oh, or, or not yesterday, but it's Saturday. He played against the bills with three broken bones in his wrist. They wrapped it up. They had, they wrapped this big thing around his wrist and his cast. So you got to, I mean, I give him credit for that. That's respect. Yeah. Um, That's Matthew Judah. So Judon, one of our best acquisitions from Baltimore in the off season, Played the last three games, I guess, with a broken rib. Wow, Judon so, did that. Judon no, I mean, no through, yeah, <laughs> played, was playing through broken ribs. Um, Damian Harris for six games of this season apparently had a grade three high ankle sprain that he was Jeez. fighting through. So it, it's, I mean, so they relied on the kid. I mean, that's that's they had to. That's what I mean. They relied. They put a lot of pressure on Mac Jones. Yeah. Um. And I do think that we are going to see a change. I just in closing, I think there's going to be some major changes to the team. I don't think well, like a lot of. I think you're going to see a lot of these guys that are at the end of their contract go. Like I, I think Dante Hightower, who's been a Patriot forever, is is going to be gone. All Brady's teammates are gone. <laughs> like a lot of the, like it's it's going to be a turnover. I think this team is going to get turned. Like they're. They know that they need to get younger and faster, and and you know it's a young man's game, man, and they got to evolve. And I do think that's I do think that's what's going to happen. So let's transition to the to the Bears. You guys clean house, man. No more coach, no, no more GM. Um, I, dude, I'm I'm I got, I'm getting alerts that you they, and the Bears are looking, man. They're they are not being shy. They are interviewing everyone. They are. They, they have a long list of candidates, apparently. So, uh, 
What do you what do you think? Like, what are your what are your thoughts? Like, obviously, Pace and and Nagy are gone. Yeah, they they out of the list that. So I'm uh the uh, a apparently a a couple of Patriots are on that list. Uh, yes. two of them in, in particular that I'm interested in. Josh McDaniels is is shown has shown or they, the bears have shown interest in Josh McDaniels. And um, apparently they have already interviewed a member of the Patriots scouting uh, scouting staff uh, named Elliot Walt for the GM job. Hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't hear that one, but I've, I've seen, they did interview a lot of people. Uh, and yeah, I mean, if we're going to pick from the Patriots, it's not a, it's never a bad idea. I don't think, you know, to give that a try, give that a try. It doesn't always work out, but it's never a bad idea to give them a try. Uh, going based on like um, just my, what I've learned from my, you know, I'm on a lot of bears forums and stuff and the fans, you know, we're always, they're always arguing so yeah, much. What's the heartbeat of the, what's the heartbeat of the fan base? What do they, what so, do they think? What a lot want? of people want Brian Flores, which I'm, I, I don't know yet. I don't know about that. Uh, my, my initial reaction when Matt Nagy and, uh, and Ryan Pace were fired, was fired was, okay, let's, you know, good. Let's get in, let's get in someone who's perfect for, uh, Justin Fields. And I think the, I still think that guy has to be, if you can swing it is, uh, Matt is, excuse me, Jim Harbaugh. It has to be Jim Harbaugh is my number one, um, Number two, I you know I like Brian Dable, I like Eric Bieniemy, I wouldn't mind Gerard Mayo, I wouldn't mind a Brian Flores, I guess, um, but he's not like high up on my list. But yeah, there definitely there's a lot of people who want uh, Brian for, Brian Flores, I think, um, and I think it's like just because he had a winning streak at the end and his defense is pretty good, it's like yeah maybe maybe we'll do that. Um, but there's just a lot of division and, and ultimately I hear a lot of things about, uh, George McCaskey, who's technically like the, I guess the president right now of the bears. Like, I guess it's not his mom, it's him, it's George. So like that guy, he, he, I guess is consulting Bill, excuse me, Bill Polian. So he's asking Bill Polian what he wants to, what he thinks he should do. So Bill Polian is pretty much calling the shots for the bears right now. And it's and you could choose a worse guy to, to you know ask for a console, but I, I think ultimately, whoever Bill Polian likes, that's probably who's going to get hired. Mm. Um, so it could be really anyone. It could be it could be somebody from the Patriots. It could be Brian Dable. It could be Brian Flores. It could be Eric Bieniemy. Uh, Dable Dable might be interesting because of like he's he's taken the Bills' offense to like a different level, like. That might be Dayball and Justin Fields might be an interesting comp. You know what I mean? An interesting combo. So. Well, if you play a little bit like, I think Josh Allen and, and Justin Fields are pretty similar. Josh Allen's obviously like huge. He's like six seven linebacker. Yeah, and uh, Fields is six four or whatever. He's still pretty big. I don't think he's going to run as much with Fields, but at the same time, you got Fields is more accurate, I think, than Josh Allen sometimes is it depends on the throw that one throw in the back of the end zone was insane though um but i think that he has a lot like when josh allen entered the league <laughs> he was not accurate at all <laughs> but like no he's allen I mean. has allen has like evolved his game into something else it's he's yeah, good it's but I, I i just i think that combination of dayball and and fields could be i think that that would really like supercharge that that 
Chicago offense. Like, I think they would be more like, all right, Justin, it's gunslinger time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they would just let him be him, you know? I would like to see it. I mean, I, I would – I'd be okay with almost anyone. I just want a change of pace. I want I, I want less wishy-washiness. Yeah. I want, like, less talking to the media, less stories. Just get down to business and win some football games. And if you don't win football games, that's fine. Like, that's the thing. Like, us Bears fans, we like to pretend that we're the Patriots fans, but we're not. It's like we like to pretend that, like, oh, well, we just – we're a storied franchise. It's like, dude, we suck. We haven't been good since the turn of the millennia, since before that, like 10 years before the turn of the millennia. So, um, and then I guess a little bit in 2006, but it's like, we need to lower our expectations and play the long game. Like, yeah. okay, we got this kid, Justin Fields. He has potential build around him, build yeah. a line, B- give him the tools he needs to succeed. And then if he sucks, then you can move on from him. But don't just but like, see, like I this- think if you put a decent line in front of Justin Fields, he's going to be okay. I think he'll be okay, but like you can't put a rookie. Me and you talked about this a lot. You can't put a rookie behind that offensive line and expect him to, to really like, you know what I mean? Like, it, like that offensive line for Chicago struggled this year. It was a bottom five offensive line in the league. And you have a, excuse me. Oh my God. You have a, a, a young quarterback who has, a ton of potential, mm. a ton of potential, but doesn't have all the knowledge, right? He has all of the tools, the intangibles, but he doesn't have the tangibles, the things that you earn, the things that you learn. Yeah. Um, and it's like you, not everyone is Justin Herbert, right? Most people are Dak Prescott. Most good quarterbacks are Dak Prescott. Like Justin Fields. He has the potential to be a little bit better than Dak Prescott, in my opinion. He's not going to be Justin – or, excuse me, what's his name? Justin Herbert. He's not going to be Herbert. He's not going to be Mahomes. He's not going to be, like, Andrew Luck. He's not that guy. Justin Fields is not that good. Mm. And I'm saying that as a Bears fan. He's not that good. He is good. He is. He has the potential to be really good. But the reason why Dak Prescott was successful in his first two seasons was because he had the best offensive line in the entire league. Yeah, because he and- had protection around him. And he learned everything along the way. And now he doesn't necessarily need as, as good of an offensive line. And he doesn't uh, – and he can kind of – you know, he obviously still struggles at times. But ultimately, he helps his team win like 13 games. So yeah. that's that's what we need to – that's what we need to do. We need to build around Justin Fields, his potential, versus trying to make him fit into a box. Uh, Allen Robinson, which I don't like Allen Robinson because of his attitude and his – just his – Crappy attitude, but he did meant he did say something on Twitter I thought was very interesting. Uh, he was watching the Chiefs game and he was saying, Man, it's amazing how like all of these different routes and these creative routes really work in the NFL. It's weird. He was like taking a shot at Matt Nagy, basically. Yeah, and there's a lot of truth to that. Like, there is some truth. Like, hey man, if you kind of were creative and did things more creatively, it's weird. But you you had said that a while back too. You had said that about the Bears' offense that it was very like vanilla and just like, like you want to see some more, you know, dynamic. You know, you want to see some some dynamic, you know, some flow to it. Not be able to predict your plays. And, yeah, and it's weird because with Trubisky, <clears throat> excuse me, with Trubisky, Matt Nagy was so creative and he was yeah. so like elusive and he had all these smoke and mirrors and he hid Trubisky's flaws and he did all this stuff for Trubisky and he rolled them out but with, with fields. He's just like, all right, go make a play. 
And it's like, I mean, like, yeah, you want to do that because you want to give them that experience, but you also don't want to set them up for failure. You also should put them on the bootleg more often. Give them some time to think. Let things break down a little bit for him instead of just, like, expecting this kid to, to evolve in front of our eyes, which he did against the Steelers, to be fair. And that's a good defense. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I'm not I'm not ready to give up on, on fields at all. A lot of people are already like, he sucks, he's done, he's trash. It's like, I'm not ready to give up. Listen, no quarterback could do well behind that offensive line that Chicago had. No one. No no quarterback in the NFL would be able to do well with an offensive line like that. With a bottom eight offensive line? No. No. They don't don't care how good you are. I don't care how good you are. You know what I mean? Justin Herbert is the only guy that had a bottom five – that had a bottom five line – and was still successful. Like he's like the only guy that I've ever heard of. Like, no, it just doesn't happen. It really doesn't happen. So, um, and I think Justin Herbert will be one of the top three quarterbacks in the entire league soon. So Justin Fields isn't that guy. I'm hoping he can be a top 10 someday. That's what we're, that's what we need to realize and shoot for and, and hope for. Like we need to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Nobody has a worse offensive line than we do. That's very true. The Steelers did have a bad offensive line. Yeah, they did. They had so many penalties. Oh my god! Like, uh, especially against the um, was it the Vikings? Oh my god! That yeah. was like, yeah. one of the games I've ever seen. I do remember that actually. So let's um, let's let's stay with football and let's talk. Let's talk the um, the game that was on the other the the game that was on last night. The Cowboys. Let's talk some Dallas Cowboys. For sure. Um, I have a lot to say about that game. They, they're, uh, or not, not the other. Yeah. Yesterday, right. They played. Yes. Dallas played yesterday. Yeah. Um, um, they're, they're starting to kind of get a reputation or they've had a reputation and like the game yesterday kind of like just really like cemented what they, they are like what they are like. They're just, they, they cannot win a high they have or they, I should say they have not been able to win a high pressure you know situation prime time must win game in like 25 years the, the lights when the lights are the brightest that that's when the cowboys tend to just collapse and they they fold in on themselves and it it's 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 like you watch two separate teams i don't understand why the first thing I want to say about that game is I don't understand why they weren't running more. It felt like the short routes and the, and the running and the screens seemed to be working against the, uh, against the Niners. Yeah. Um, and whenever and whenever Dak stood in the pocket for more than three seconds, he was eaten up by Bosa. So it seemed like the quick plays were working, but they just abandoned them. And it was weird. So that's something I definitely don't understand. That's that's the coaching. That has nothing to do with the players. Uh, that's just like, hey, this is working, but we're not going to do it anymore. All yeah. right. Well, that's strange. Um, anyway, so, yeah, that was weird uh, by Kellen Moore for changing that up. Uh, obviously, we could talk about the last play. We'll talk about that in a second. That was wild. Um, but another thing I noticed about it was that Dak wasn't – Dak and his receivers were off. They're just a little, just a, just a few feet centered. Like their chemistry, just it seemed like they hadn't practiced much. That's something that that, that like stuck out to me. 
I was like, well, the defense is playing pretty well for the Cowboys. I noticed that for, for real. Like, um, but they didn't have good time of possession. The Cowboys didn't. So the defense was on the field a lot, but they were still playing pretty well. They they man, they gave uh they gave Jimmy G some fits a few times. So the, the Cowboys defense is fine. You can leave that alone. I'm focused on the offense. You paid Dak Prescott $40 million to be the guy. And he is missing guys now. Obviously, his receivers dropped quite a few passes. That's like maybe four or five. But and these are supposed to be like supposedly really, really good at wide receivers. But my thing is like if you're paying him $40 million, he better be on the money every single throw. Uh, hey, like, listen, a $40 million guy isn't a first-round exit every year. Yeah. Well, exactly. And and I don't blame I don't blame Dak. Like, I don't blame Dak for this loss. But Dak could have overcome if he was a little better. Like, if he was a little bit better and he made a few more plays, if he made a few more perfect throws and his guys caught just two more passes – that could have been a completely different ball game. It could have been completely different. Now, if you ask me, if there's one person to blame, it's the coaching staff. If there's one entity to blame, it's the coaching staff for sure. The yeah. Yes. No, I do. I 1000% agree with you. And here's a hot take for you, right? This is probably going to piss off Cowboy fans, but maybe Dak just isn't that good. Maybe he is what he is. Maybe he's a fourth round quarterback, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, he, and I said, I think I said this like right before they were going to sign, like a long time ago. I was saying, like, dude, he's not worth that much money. Now, again, I'm not blaming him. I'm not blaming him. Don't don't think I'm blaming him, Karam. It's not Dak's fault they lost. But again, if he's forty million dollar guy, like, okay, put Aaron Rodgers in that situation. Take out Dak Prescott. He elevates. He elevates that team and wins that game. He's going to win that game. Aaron Rodgers wins that game every single time. Tom Brady wins that game every – Peyton Manning wins that game every time. There's a a list of guys. $40 million guys don't lose that game. Even if their coaches fuck them over like like Dak did, they are not going to lose that game. I'm just saying they're not going to lose. So that's kind of how I feel about it. Now, Dak, again, it's not his fault. He's a good player. He, he did – He the guys missed passes, blah, blah, blah. But, again, the price tag and the skill level, I don't think it matches. I just don't no. think it matches. It's not even close. When they signed him, he had not won a major uh, – uh, uh, he had not won, like, a high-pressure game yet. And it's – I'm telling you, dude, maybe – He won one he, playoff game, didn't he? Yeah, well, like one. Okay, one. Okay, one playoff game. But right? it wasn't – I don't think that there was a lot of pressure on him in that game. I think it was – there was steamrolling in that game. Maybe, maybe, like I said earlier, dude, maybe Dak is what he is. Maybe he's just a fourth-round quarterback, you know? Well, I think he's a worse version of Russell Wilson. Like, he's he's a good quarterback. Russell Wilson has be has is a good quarterback who became slowly became a great quarterback. Can Dak slowly become a great quarterback? Yeah, maybe. Sure, whatever. He's only like 27. He could maybe, you know, in the next five, six years. But right now, he's not worth $40 million. And here's the other thing too, right? Until and I've I've said this before too. Until the regime, the until Jerry Jones is gone, and I mean like in the ground, gone, <laughs> right? Damn, the, yeah. the Cowboys are not because he he has got to be involved with everything that they do. He can't he 
here's why the Cowboys are never going to win a championship until he's gone, until he's gone, right? Because he's always got to have his fingers in everything, you know? He can never just the, – the good GMs, right? Here's the thing, right? When the, the Packers, the Patriots, the Steelers, right? The, the, all these good, all these, these, these multiple, these multiple Super Bowl winning organizations, right? What is the one thing that their owners do? It's they, I mean, they let, they hire someone and they let them do their job. They and let they them do their job. sit back and just go like this and let the football people do the football things. And all the, all good owners are there to do is simply monitor the money. That's it. Yep. I agree they with that 100%. Stay out of the football business. It's not it's their not job. What they do. Um, uh, Karam says the dumbass coaches and stuff. Uh, so yeah, I, I think when before I get into that, I will say this. I'm sorry to say this, Cowboys fans. I've already I've already said something bad about the Patriots fans, but I'm sorry to say this. I think that was your chance. I think the window is shut. I think that's just shut. I'm not saying forever, but I don't think it's going to open again next year. You got Dan Quinn probably going to accept a head coaching job. You got Kellen Moore. Who maybe he stays, maybe he stays, whatever. But that I don't know. I I just think the window's closing for them. Now they are getting better. They do have some defensively, the Cowboys are getting better. Defensively. Uh, I, but here's dude, I agree with you that it it's coaching. It, it's they have Definitely more coaching. talent. They have dude, that whole roster is an all-star team. You know what I mean? And they just weren't prepared. Like Karam said, they had a bunch of penalties. They, they, that final play, you know what? Let's talk about the final play since we're going on the coaching. That's, that's it. Did you see yeah. the final play? Yeah. The QB draw with 14 seconds left and no timeouts. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's just not smart. And the worst part about it is I'm pretty sure he, had, he just made three sideline throws. That goes sideline throw, sideline throw, sideline throw. And then yeah. they're like, All right. All right, guys. I know we only have 14 seconds left or whatever it is, 20 seconds. But I'm gonna run it up the gut. I don't think that was a good idea. That just doesn't make any sense. That simply doesn't make any sense. So, but see, see, here's here's the thing too. This is why I say the what I say about Jerry Jones, right? Because it, one of the and um, they're they're kind of talking about it in the chat too. Is that Jimmy Johnson was an alpha personality? That dude commanded a room. He commanded the locker room, the team. You know he. When he walked in the room, you knew, like, he, you know, that's a football guy right there. You know what I mean? He oh, commanded yeah, he a room. And Jerry Jones hated that about him because he had that alpha personality. And Jones didn't like that because he, he had to, you know, he had to be the only alpha in the room. And what did he do? He forced Jimmy out and Jimmy left, you know? Jimmy Johnson was the first guy to start. I mean, who's the first? He revolutionized the entire league. He's a genius, Jimmy Johnson was. He he's the first one to trade guys for draft picks. He would trade he traded Herschel Walker for a bunch of draft picks, turn those draft picks into three and a half or three Super Bowls, and I'm pretty sure yeah. he made more or something Dude, like he that. Turned the Herschel he turned Walker, into, he turned that trade, he turned that trade into a dynasty. Yeah, he turned a trade into a dynasty. It's like that if you would have kept that guy, or yeah, and somebody else said Bill Parcells, both of those guys, man. 
Like they would have, you would have already won like at least two more Super Bowls. Bill Parcells is like Bill Belichick. He's a lot like Bill Belichick. And he, and I've been hearing he puts in a system and it works. I've been hearing a lot of stuff. I've been hearing a lot of stuff too, and it uh, from, you know, um, a lot of the guys, you know, the the talking heads, the stupid people in the in the you know up at ESP, and their biggest question is like, are the Cowboys gonna be like? Is this their identity? You know, like is this is this their identity? Can they just not win? You know, big high pressure games, and until they until they get the regime right and i'm talking like owner coach and gm and it's this is what uh, like i think this is just gonna happen it's gonna be literally like groundhog day dude they're gonna go through the regular season they're gonna be a regular season monster because they're they're clearly the best team in their division you know what i mean well man i just want to say that i don't think i don't think that the Jones family will ever leave. I don't think that this is, they're ever going to sell the team. And there's one reason why business is booming. Yeah. Business of the Cowboys is booming. So until the fans, until the fans stop caring about the team or, you know, boycott it in some way, burn their jerseys or something like that. Or just stop going. Just stop stop going going to the game, game, which that's never going to happen in Dallas. So until that happens, you won't see any significant change. It's going to be Jerry Jones sticking his finger in the cookie jar constantly because he's making money, dude. But I do think that if Jerry took a huge step back and Steven was the owner, you could change the culture a little bit because Steven ultimately, I think that – I missed the Lake Show. Not yet, Valhal. You haven't missed it. Uh, <laughs> um. I think that you could ultimately you could get somewhere with it. You could get you the Cowboys could win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. It is possible. I'm gonna I will bang that drum forever. If the Ravens can win with Joe Flacco and and with Trent Dilfer, then yeah. the Cowboys can win. But here's the thing: you need to have a really good team then. If Dak Prescott's your guy, your team needs to be ridiculous. And they need to be really good on the defensive end, too, because I don't think he's going to Dak Prescott had an opportunity probably two opportunities in that game to say, all right, I'm going to win this one. This is on me. I'm going to win this one. And he missed a few throws and to his, you know, he, his receivers dropped him too. It wasn't all on deck, but he didn't get it done. $40 million didn't get it done. Here we are. Cowboys fans are disappointed and they're ready to riot. And I don't blame them, but uh, it's just the Cowboys have made huge improvements and I think they will continue to make huge improvements. I think that, that that Dan Quinn, honestly, I would. This is what I would do. I'd fire Mike McCarthy and hire Dan Quinn. I'd say I'm not going to let that man leave my building. I'm not going to let Dan Quinn go to the Bears or go to somewhere else. I'm not going to let that happen. So if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm saying, all right, Mike, it's been fun, but I have Kellen Moore as my offensive guy. Don't need you. See ya. And I'd hire Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, he could change the culture. Now, do I think that that would automatically fix everything? Probably not. But they might be a little bit more buttoned up than they were. Because they were not buttoned up. That's a problem. The reason the Cowboys lost most of their – most of the Cowboys' losses came from undisciplined, stupid mistakes in games. And that's a shame. That's a shame. I, I really thought the Cowboys had the overwhelming talent this year. I really did. I, I they, thought dude, that they, they have enough talent to be an NFC title team. They just don't have the right leadership. I agree. 
And, and 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 Dak was given Dak was given the opportunity to take the game over, and he didn't take it. And he so, couldn't. Yeah, and he, he couldn't. couldn't so let's let's kind of let's kind of talk about a team that's flown under the radar for a lot of this year and they they kind of do because i still think people don't believe in them and that's the cincinnati Bengals. oh yeah they beat the they beat the raiders they um they beat the they beat the raiders in the first round of the playoffs and they're they are moving on um can they seriously make noise this year or what what do you think is what do you think about them well, they, or are they kind of a wolf in sheep's clothing. Oh, wolf in sheep's clothing. <laughs> I think they might be. Uh, well, one thing, one thing that I would say is it's not going to be Joe Burrow that is the reason they lost. He has the greatest composure I've ever seen from anyone under the age of 25. Ever, dude. Like, I've just never seen someone with that much composure besides maybe Tom Brady. So yeah. his composure is is through the roof. He is not afraid of the moment. Um, he is smooth as silk. Uh, he finds his guys in incredibly accurate windows. So it's not going to be Joe Burrow that holds him back. Uh, so can they make noise? Yeah, they can take it all the way. Will they? I don't know. I think they need a little bit more experience. I think they're a little too young. So we'll see what happens. Um, uh, we don't know who they're going to face, right? I don't. I think we find out tonight. Don't yeah, we? I think we find out tonight. I think we find out tonight who they're gonna play. I, I, I I'm, kind of, I'm with you on that though. Uh, like you, 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 you said, you said exactly what I was. Um. Oh no, 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 no! I'm wrong. No, they're facing the Titans. So we can talk about that for a second. Okay, Bengals. Okay, they're so they are facing. The, okay, so in. we do. We mm-hmm. do know. Okay. Um. I'm I'm with you when you when you said that the inexperience is is what ultimately is going to get them. I, I I tend I'm going to agree with you on that one. I think I think that as the because we know as you get farther into the playoffs, the pressure gets ratcheted up more and more, and the caliber of team that you face is better and better and better. So they they beat that. They, you know, level one is done. You know, now they're now they're on to that next level and you're going from that wild card. That wild card level is, yeah, okay. you might be playing another team that just snuck in with the Raiders. Now you're going to play a powerhouse like the Titans. And you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, (sighs) but I do. Here's the thing, right? I don't know. The Titans, if the Titans beat the Bengals, the Bengals aren't going to go without a fight. That's that's a scrappy team. I might take the Bengals, man. I might take the Bengals, and here's why. I like their deep. I like their deep game. I and like, obviously, Derrick Henry could just completely just like crap all over me there. But he's been hurt all season. So how much is he really? I mean, I'm sure he's still good. I'm sure he's still you know Derrick Henry. But I think after last week's performance uh, from the receivers and the quarterback of the Bengals. I don't know, man. I, you know what? I, I'm actually going to lean. I'm going to lean towards Bengals here because if you're asking me who I trust more in the playoffs, is it Joe Burrow or Ryan Tannehill? I'm going to go with the kid. <laughs> go with that kid is cold. He's as cold as ice. So he's got well, ice. And Burrow, Burrow has shown through the year that, that the pressure, you know, he's fine yeah. with, he's, yeah, he's fine with high pressure situations. 
So, and I don't trust Tannehill. Tannehill's all over the place. Like, obviously, the Titans that's, are a really good. That's roster. also a, that's also a really good point because it's like, which which Ryan are we going to get Miami Ryan Tannehill or are we going right. to get the a you know the 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 Ryan Tannehill that the Ryan Tannehill that beat the Pats you know yeah like which yeah. which you know like because here's the thing with Tannehill too every. Every Titans fan knows this too, that they're on the edge of their freaking seat because it's like, is he going to turn back to that Tannehill or not? Or, you know what I mean? Like, it's always like on edge with him because you just, you just, I, I don't know. That, uh, I just can't trust him. He's a guy where if his team is playing really well, he's playing really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of like Baker Mayfield. It's like if it's in, in Dak Prescott, if his team's playing really well, he's playing really well. But can he, like, when things get hard, you know, what I mean, when things get really tough and the chips are down, I, you know, Joe Burrow, when the chips are down with Joe Burrow, he looks like he's about to just rip your heart out. When, when the, when the chips are down with Ryan Tannehill, he looks a little frazzled in the pocket and I don't, and he looks like he's frantically looking left and right and everything. I, from what I've seen of him. Yeah. He said the Titans are going to give this uh, Cincinnati a healthy dose of Henry. If that happens, I think the Titans will win. If they, if they stick to their formula, but if the Bengals can kind of knock him out of their formula, make him like play left-handed just a little bit, I like the down the field uh, play of of Chase and and, and Burrow. I, I love see that. that's that's the other thing too is is one of well, that's the other thing too is is one of one of Cincinnati's like greatest assets is is that Burrow and Chase connection, and it's like n- not like they're gonna give any like. Jamar Chase is going to give any cornerback, even a good one in this league, a run for their money. Yeah, and Valhalla says, yeah, they're more than just Burrow. They have Mix, Mixon and Chase Higgins, or Chase and Higgins. Yeah, they have yeah. – that's what I was saying, the whole wide receiver core, and then they have they have a solid running game. Now their their offensive line is still uh, wishy-washy, we'll see, but it doesn't seem to affect Burrow that much. The defense is what I will say about the defense is – Against the Raiders, they were swarming. They were just so they're high energy defense, um, and and I think that's that bodes well going into the next week. They just they just had that really big win against the Raiders. Um, I, this that's going to be a game I'm going to watch from start to finish. I'm really excited about that one. That'll be an interesting game. I really don't even know who's going to win, but I'm going to lean the Bengals just because of how great they looked in the first game. So. I'll say this about the the Bengals. If they when they do go up against the Titans, if the Titans do beat them, since he's not going out without a fight, they're not going out. They're not, you know, they're go if they're going down, they're going down swinging. Yeah, no question. I I agree. Uh, and I don't think I don't think any of them are phased uh at all by the moment. And I think the this is a different Bengals team than the than the it Carson is. Palmer and the it is and Andy Dalton. It's just a different it's a different look. It's a different look. Like uh they're so explosive and they just they they're relentless it looks like they 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 have a million ways to beat you offensively and defense well, the thing they you know what excited. I think too you know what they were missing all those years when they were really bad grit like grit and yeah. fight and scrap and like you know what I mean like they, this is scrap. They're a scrappy team, man. They're, they, they're a scrappy team on any given Sunday. They can hang with anybody, you know? I, uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and I do think it comes down to the quarterback and I know they're not just, it's not the only reason they're good. I'm aware of that, but I mean, when it's goes back to the Patriots, 
you know, the chips are down. It's 0-14. You know, you look to the, the guy who can score the points for you. What's he, what's he look like? Well, he's a rookie. Oh, shit. That's yeah, yeah. It's like, well, we look to uh, Joe Burrow. He's he's not a rookie, but he's young. But he – I just have faith in that. I, I really do. Yeah. If, if, I'm, if I'm his teammates, I'm like, well, we can win the, any game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he, they beat the Chiefs a few weeks ago. This team can beat anyone on any given Sunday. So it'll yeah. be very interesting. So, so let's talk about the team that they beat, the Raiders, because they they yeah. I mean, they've been through the freaking ringer this year, dude. Like yeah. that that team has been through a lot this year. A lot of credit. Um, and one of the one of the so they they have the whole Damon Arnett situation and the Henry Ruggs situation happened to them earlier. I think that's what derailed them for a long like that that took weeks and weeks and weeks to like get that team back on track back on track and playing right i think that really did mess them up for a good part of the season i i agree i, I think it it's it blindsided them um and i think that the the john gruden thing definitely i i don't know if it it affected the locker room but i'm sure it wasn't helpful i'm sure you know the lack of consistency wasn't helpful but i think there's also uh Beyond all that, I think there was a rallying cry, like, "Oh no! Now nobody thinks we can do it. You know, yeah. nobody thinks we can make the playoffs." And I think that they they rolled that. And I have to give credit to one person. And I know I've been talking about quarterbacks a lot, but Derek Carr. I saw a lot of Derek Carr hate after they lost. Did anyone watch that game? Derek Carr was barking at everyone. He was he looked like Tom Brady out there. He was screaming and barking and keeping his team in, in, in focused and motivated. And he was getting everyone in position. The reason why they had what was it? They were down like two scores, and Carr. Uh, they took. They had to take a, a penalty. They had to take a. Uh, they, they like ran the clock all the way down. They had to take a um, a late call. Penalty. Yeah, like a delay of game or something. Yeah, delay right? of game. That's thank you. They, they had to take a delay of game because Carr was just just screaming. Everyone's like, no, no, no. That's not what I want. You know, he's just screaming and screaming and screaming. And then finally, the next play. That they that they get he gets what he wants he goes to the coaching staff and goes yo I want this 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 touchdown literally just whoosh, touchdown forty yards so Derek Carr is a very good player it says Derek Carr's trash that's not true <laughs> Decay. Derek Carr is a very good trader but excuse me very good player the Raiders are trash but Derek Carr is a very very good quarterback so um it, just based on his I mean he's like the Chris Paul of of football he really is he he is such a such a gifted play caller field general leader it's just he's not overwhelmingly talented so nobody kind of gives him that love and his team is consistently trash and he dragged their dysfunctional half of them are in jail now and one of them's fired asses to the freaking playoffs by himself pretty much. Yeah, the organization is trash, Greg John says. Yeah, see see, I don't know if I like like Derek Carr is getting a lot of hate, but I put a lot of that more on it's an organizational thing. The 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 Raiders are a freaking mess. Derek Carr is just trying to deal with the hand that's dealt to him. And here's the thing, right? A change of scenery might be good for him. I don't think he stays in Vegas. If somebody if somebody offers them, you know, something that they like, I could see him moving. He would be really good in Denver. He'd be really good in anywhere that just has consistent leadership from the front office perspective. When I look at Mark Davis, I look at a guy who's like a 
he's like a a kid who who like inherited a bunch of money and and a bunch Mark of Mark Davis is Mark Davis is the kid in school that got it that got a that got a um a star sticker for not crapping in his pants for today. It really, he looks like it. He really looks like. It. I mean, he's a millionaire who's got a bowl cut. He looks ridiculous. So when that's your owner and he's hot, he's the one responsible for putting a team around you, for hiring people to put a team around you. I just don't think that you're. You know, I can't blame you for for like not <laughs> for not being that successful. He does. It, it, Davis looks like the kid in school that got a star sticker next to his name every time he didn't shit his pants for the day. Oh my god. I'm pretty sure there was another receiver too that they could have drafted, but but they wanted Henry Ruggs. And if they would have I forgot who it was. It wasn't Jamar Chase. Or was it Jamar Chase? I don't remember. I don't think it was Jamar Chase. It, well, I don't he, think it was Chase. No, no, it wasn't. But there's there's a few receivers that they could have drafted. I, so, I remember reading about that, and I was just like, eh, Raiders. So is is um um so can is it? Do you think it's safe to say that Carr is a little underrated? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and honestly, you could argue he's the MVP this year. I would argue that he's at least top five MVP candidate um, because. Like this, and here, team. see, here's the thing, right? The Ra- Raiders, Raiders fans have been screaming about. I think they should be directing a lot of the Raiders fans should be directing their their like disgruntledness towards ownership. You know, I agree. Like they're like they're the, the ones that listen. Ownership's the one that that brought John Gruden on for ten years. It, like that was an experiment at best, right? That was an experiment at best. They're the ones that drafted these questionable, you know, the, the, the ownership is the ones that draft these guys. If, and if they have questionable pass and they still decide to draft them, that's, that's on them. You know, like they, they should direct, like, don't, don't direct it. At, Derek Carr has done everything he's, he's tried to, to keep them in it. And he's, you know, he's a team player. He's, I don't think they should direct that hate towards Carr. He's just trying to do what he, you know, he's just trying to deal with the help. The he's just trying to deal with the hand he has dealt, and he's done it gracefully, man. Like so gracefully. Like whenever uh, AB was there, like I, I remember watching the Hard Knocks and just Derek Carr was just the first guy to, hey Antonio, nice to meet you. Like I, you know, I can't wait to, you know, be your quarterback. And then he, AB treated him like shit. Like, and then John Gruden, John Gruden treated him like, I, I will never forget that. John Gruden was so mean, rude, and stupid and ignorant towards Derek Carr. I'll never forget that. Hey, thanks for hanging out, Walt. I, we really appreciate you, buddy. We really appreciate it. We appreciate um, it, Walt. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, but he was so stupid and ignorant and mean towards Derek Carr. That's why I never really liked John Gruden and why I wasn't really surprised when all this stuff came out about him. I remember watching that hard knocks where John Gruden was just cursing out Derek Carr and treating him like shit. I'm like, dude, he's your only good player. Like if you're going to treat him like crap, you probably treat everyone like crap. So I, I, I don't think John Gruden, he's a piece of crap and the ownership is a piece of crap for hiring him. Um, so I definitely, I, I definitely think the Raiders are, are crap. They, they really are. And Derek Carr is the only diamond in that crap rough he's, he's yeah. the only thing that's good and if he was on the broncos the patriots um probably the the niners it, it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up in denver because they've been looking for a quarterback forever 
If he was on any one of those teams, even the even the Cowboys, if Derek Carr was on the Cowboys last yesterday, they win that game. Derek Carr's on the Cowboys, they win that game. It's a fact. That's just a fact. And I'm sorry if people don't want to hear that. But Dak Prescott is Derek Carr is better than Dak Prescott. Yeah. He is. He's better. He's a better quarterback. So um, a lot of people don't want to say it because it's the Raiders, you know, and oh, the Raiders suck, though. It's like, yeah, the Raiders do suck, but Derek Carr is pretty darn good. So I don't know. It, it, he does not get enough credit or credit is due. He definitely doesn't. He's a good player. Yeah, no, he's he's very good. He's very good. And he and he's consistent. He's consistent, too. He really is. He's consistent. He is. He's a comeback machine. When he when the when everything breaks down, when when the play structure breaks down, when the game plan breaks down, Derek Carr is one of the top five quarterbacks in this league. He really he is he's gonna yell at you. He's gonna get you in place. He's gonna put he's gonna put things around you, or he's gonna he's gonna throw you he's gonna throw you open at times. He is a lot better than people give him credit for. Darren Waller and Max Crosby, yeah, they're really good players too. No, the, the Raiders have a couple good ones. It's just their coaching staff and their ownership is so dysfunctional that Derek Carr, if he needs a good team around him. But think about this. Before the Raiders had Derek Carr, when did they go to the playoffs? When, when did they go to the playoffs before Derek Carr? They've been to the playoffs like three times in the last eight years since he's been there. Yeah. When did he go before that? Never. So there's only one denominator here. It's not the coaching staff. That's for damn sure. It's definitely Derek Carr is the reason why they go to the playoffs. It's only agree. Only reason people care about Prescott is because his ankle looks like a twig. Yeah, when he um, broke, yeah. I think it's just because he's a cowboy. I really do. If Dak Prescott was in was in like Carolina, nobody would give a crap about him. They'd be like, oh, okay, that decent quarterback in Carolina. So let's talk about a team who's let's let's go from let's go from a team who just squeezed into the playoffs like the Raiders to one that it took him about half a year to figure shit out. But now that they've like, like, like righted the ship and everything is is right, the Kansas City Chiefs are playing really good right now, JD. Like, really good. It's they're they have got to be like one of the you know one of the favorites for the AFC title picture. It's it's, I mean that team is they. It took them half a year to figure you know to really like get things rolling. But they're, I mean, they're picking up right where they left off last year. They're rolling and they're rolling at the right time. Their play designs were like, what the F is happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> Mind blowing. I was like, where's the ball going? I have no idea. So, no, they are, they are primed. They are completely primed to play. And I think the real Super Bowl of the of the league is going to be next week in the divisional round where it's going to be the bills who have been a juggernaut all season and it's been the chiefs who are becoming a juggernaut right now so i i really think this is going to be a very good game next week excuse me against the bills and the and the and the chiefs um obviously i think the chiefs have more talent than anyone in the entire nfl uh, that's currently in the playoffs well period uh yeah, no, I, I think the Chiefs are the Chiefs are going to go back to the Super Bowl. I think unless the Bills can make an amazing uh, comeback or not a comeback, but an amazing upset, unless the Bills can upset them here, uh, I think they're going to the playoffs. I think uh, somebody asked earlier, you know, who do I think is going to be in the playoffs or excuse me in the Super Bowl? I think it's going to be Bucks and Chiefs again, man. I think I'm going to run it right back. 
but what do you think there? Or what do you think about the Chiefs? Dude, they're, they're like I said, it took them about a half a year to really like get things rolling. Um, but they, I could absolutely see a run back of last year of, of the Chiefs and, and Bucks. Because here's the thing, right? Let's be honest. The AFC, the NFC title game is going to be going to be the Packers and Bucks going. At, it's going to be Rodgers yeah. and Brady going at it. It, 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 will be. it wasn't. It will be. And guess what? That's going to be the. Never mind the friggin' Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady in the NFC title game is going to be the best game of the year. It, yeah, I, well, I mean, yeah, it was last year too. So yeah, I mean, I, I actually agree. That's like, going to be the best game of the year. If it's not Chiefs in in the in the Bills, yeah, it'll be the it'll be the Bucks and the in the and the excuse me, the Bucks and the Packers. I think if the Packers can make the Super Bowl against the Chiefs or the Bills, that would also be a really good game to watch. So we still got quite a few like really awesome teams to look forward to this this year. Um, but yeah, I, I also can see the Packers losing uh, against the Chiefs or the Niners. Uh, FJ Dicking, but yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. It's it, everything's up in the air. It's gonna and be a that's real another team. Like the, you can't see people slept on the 49ers because they had a really slow start too. Yeah. Dude, they're figuring some stuff out too. They're they're figuring. You know what it is too. They've had a, some pretty like wins where they've had to grind it out too, and they. And they've found, you know, they 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 found a way to beat Dallas yesterday, and they had to really grind that win out. Yeah, they they fight. They figured out ways, and they well, they really controlled the time of the clock. And I think yeah. the run design um, for the Niners is unparalleled. I don't think anyone runs the runs the game, or excuse me, runs the ball like they do. It starts with Juice, but it, it ultimately, well, actually, it starts with Kyle Shanahan, but it ends with Juice, uh, Juice Juice Check or something like that. The, oh, the, Juice uh, Check, Frank, you, Juice, Juice Check, check yeah. yeah, he's a freaking beast man he was the just fullback yeah people. the fullback yeah yeah he's got a nose tackle just you know he is he is as strong as they come uh and it, it didn't like that uh what was his name elijah mitchell he was running all over the place yeah uh and jimmy g jimmy g looked a little frazzled in the pocket at times um but ultimately it, but but the cowboys have a good defense that's another they reason do. why he was yeah it was he put some pressure on jimmy g there was no question about that but you're right they're figuring it out they have a lot of weapons at their disposal. And if people forget, they were just in the Super Bowl not too long ago. So it's not that far uh, from the realm of possibility that they could be back in the Super Bowl this year. No, no, no doubt. No, no doubt, dude. Um, KC, like they've, they, there's a lot of teams that started real slow that have like figured, you know, they've like, it took them half a season and they're, you know, they're hitting their peak at the right, the right yeah, time especially kansas city my god yeah. that yeah. was domination against the steelers that was just absolute domination um they doubled the spread didn't they yeah we'll see yeah. like 12 points they got like 24 <laughs> man so, that's bad so let's switch it up to some basketball jd let's talk some balls good um, NFL talk but yeah chicago we bulls fans breathe uh got to breathe a a uh a little bit of uh a sigh of relief Zach Levine's MRI comes back negative. No structural damage done to the knee, so that is a massive plus for him. Yeah, that's that's huge. No, that was that was definitely big. Um, we we have some tough losses recently. Jeez, one of those bad days for me, <clears throat> but uh, for my throat and everything. Uh, but I was so, going to say it's been it's it, we had a couple bad losses against the. 
pretty sure the yeah, Nets blew us out the other night. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's been, you know, without Levine, uh, it'll be hard. How long does it say rehab? Is it like two weeks, three weeks? I think it's three weeks. I think three, three weeks or something like that. So it'll be a while since we until we get him back. Got to keep on trucking. Um, you yeah, figure that's like 15 games. Three weeks is probably like 15 games. Yeah, we're we're gonna miss him for a while. That's that's and, and we definitely will miss him. He's he's a lightning rod, you know. And him and Demar play together really well, way better than you would have thought. Um, FJ King says, as a Bulls fan, we don't stand a chance against the good good teams. That's what we were talking. We've been talking about that in a lot of different podcasts, basically saying that like, do they have the star power to and face off against some of the better teams? Yeah, yeah, it's hard to say that, and especially in a seven game series. Um, yeah, and Warriors blew us out. I forgot about that. Yeah, the Warriors blew us out back to back. So these are the best teams in the league right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you gotta you gotta kind of take that with no. a little bit of a grain of salt, though, because those are the those are the top tier teams in the league, though. They are, and they, and they we we have some room to grow. That's something like yeah, we're number one in the East for now. So that's a perfect segue into the. I wanna I wanna propose to you a couple of trades and get your thoughts. Let's go. So All this right, is from. This is from fan-sided. So we're getting these from oh, fan-sided from fan-sided guys. Um so the first one is the Chicago Bulls trade for Harrison Barnes to Ooh. bolster the forward depth. What do you think about that? Well, who are we trading? I would love that. Just some picks. Uh, let me read farther into it. I would love I would love Harrison Barnes. He's a good 20 point a game guy and uh so they know. don't specify. So here's the thing. What would you trade? Here's my next question. What would you trade for Harrison Barnes? Kobe White and a first round pick. Well, no, not a first round pick. No. Second round maybe? Yeah, I'd trade Kobe White in a second round pick and maybe some cash. You know, some cap cash. Uh I'm not going to, you know, I wouldn't break the bank for him. Honestly, Kobe White, I don't even know if I want to trade him, but so here's I mean, I would, all right. Though. So I did find the trade. I found the details. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. All right. So the Bulls get Harrison Barnes and Ramsey. Um and they uh the uh Sacramento Kings would get Kobe White, Derek Jones Jr., and Troy Brown Jr. Um, yeah, yeah, I would do that. You would do that? Yeah, I would do that. Um, Derek Jones Jr. hasn't been the lightning rod. I think that they hoped, that they, right? They, 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 well, yeah, they hoped. I mean, they got him for nothing. They got yes. him for yes. absolutely nothing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't been the lightning rod off the bench. And I think that Harrison Barnes would probably be better in that role. Uh, and what, what we got to pay for his contract for a little bit and then it's out and then we can maybe renegotiate with him. So it's not that it was his contract, like $25 million. Yeah. You can probably do that. You can probably, you can probably swing that. So JD, yeah. don't be Barry Jones. <laughs> I'll try not to be. Um, I, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't trade Caruso. I would trade Brown. Sure. I'd trade Brown. I'd trade Derek Jones Jr. I'd trade maybe Kobe white, but, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm not gonna try. I wouldn't go any further than that. I don't even. I would go second round draft pick. I'm not gonna go first round draft pick for Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is a good player, but he's not. He's not gonna change. He's not gonna make us a title contender. That's for sure. 
He's gonna get that guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on one sec. Sure, take your time. Um, so let's say so you so forward forward depth right with with Barnes. What else? So here's my next question for you. What what else would what would it take for the for Chicago to be able to like face like face off with you know Golden State with like the Bucks with you know what what would it take for them to 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 be able to stand toe to toe with them? Oh man, it's really hard to say. It really is. Um, I want to say, excuse me. I want to say. <laughs> A star, a star. Like we need, like a Luka Doncic or a Kevin Durant, or we need one more star, in my opinion, to to top it off. And I know that's such a huge order. It's something that you almost can't even comprehend. Like it's something that that ultimately, and it's it's why I'm a little sad because when I say that, because it makes me think like, okay, we'll never win a title with this team. Um. And I and I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that in the playoffs we start to see some some guys like Levine become superstars and stuff like that. But ultimately, if you're asking me like right now, what would it take? It would take like a Kevin Durant or a Luka Doncic. It's, yeah, it's like a legitimate take. superstar, right? Yeah. Superstar. We need one. That's it. We need one superstar. We have a bunch of stars. We have like four stars. We need one superstar. That's what it would take. Even a Jimmy Butler. Even a Jimmy Butler would be if he came back to the Bulls, he could we could go to the finals with him easily, easily with Jimmy Butler. Uh, I, so it's hard for me to think of anybody else though. Let me propose another. Let me propose another trade to you. All right. Sure. The Chicago Bulls trade for uh, trade for Jamari Grant. Uh, Jeremy, excuse me, Jeremy Grant. Yeah, Grant, Jeremy, Jeremy yeah. Grant. So the Bulls get Grant, Jeremy Grant, and Rodney Magruder, and they trade to the Pistons, Kobe White, Tr- Troy Brown, Derek Jones, and a first. No. No way. No that way. Too, that too much? too much? That's way too much. I would do Kobe White and Brown straight up, and that's it. And no, <laughs> Straight up? That's it. Take take the pick out. Yeah, because Jeremy Grant again, it's the same thing. It's it's even worse than Harrison Barnes. Like he's definitely not going to bring us a, a, a championship. Yeah, Harrison like, Harrison Barnes would actually add add to the team. And like Grant, I know Grant's good. I, like I'm not trying to say he's not, but no, no, Karam, we're we're doing hypothetical deadline trades right now. Uh, it's I know he's a good player. It's just if we're going to trade anyone, if we're if we are going to trade anyone. It should be either for the future or win now. And Jeremy Grant is neither of those. He's he's neither of those. He's not going to be for the future because he's what he's like going on thirty almost. He's not the future, and he's not win now. He he, in my opinion, he adds. He maybe gives you like two percent. If you traded Kobe White and Brown right now, that's it, right? If you if you did that trade, yeah, maybe we were like two percent better, maybe three. Yeah, I know Jeremy Grant's good. I'm not even trying to disparage Jeremy Grant. It's just we already have guys that are doing his role. You know what I mean? Like we already have this, the premier score. We already have uh, some rebounders. We have Vucevic. Yeah. We, yeah. we already have that guy. So no, I, I like right now. See, here's the thing: 
with the Pistons, Jeremy Grant's a star. With the Bulls, he'd be he would just kind he's of a bench he's a yeah. bench guy. He's a bench guy with the with so, the Chicago Bulls. He's a bench guy. You no, know, I I do like Jeremy Grant. It's just I don't think he's gonna make us win a championship. That's all. That's all yeah. I'm saying. So. so let's let's get back on the pike and go east. And let's again talk about a team that's not so good, but they're recently playing better. The last six games for the Celtics, they are five and one. Um, and, and uh, newsflash, I still don't believe in them. <laughs> yeah, they're coming back though. They don't the fall clock. for it, Celtic fans. It's amazing. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Have they played good? Yeah, they definitely have played. They definitely have played better. But don't. I, I'm like, I'm not telling you not to root for them, but don't don't fall into that trap of just you know blind like they got they still got a lot of work to do and they're they they just they don't have the the star power on the team to like are they playing better absolutely they absolutely are they're 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 they have looked a lot better in the last five the last six games they have they've looked a lot better they're five and one i think um I, i just they're still the same team nothing's changed they're just playing better like and and like you had said jd this is like and especially nowadays this is a superstar driven league if you don't have at least one or two guys one or two legitimate top 20 guys you're it's tough sledding you're you're not going to go much of anywhere in the playoffs without that star power no yeah i mean i agree and well i think that if they can get it going with 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 Simmons, or rather, um, well, it's crazy. I'm gonna say something that's an incredibly hot take. All right, I think it's it's burning right now. Actually, I just thought of it because it's true. It's actually how I feel right now. The Celtics are closer to an NBA championship in my eyes than the Bulls. See, I don't know if I believe. Like, I don't know. They have two guys that have the potential to be superstars. The problem is they have their heads directly up their own asses. Both of them. <laughs> yeah, but see, so that's the th- that's the problem is pull their head out of their ass. They could they, really go. They could make that's, a run. That's the problem. They can't play with each other. Like, remember how you were saying that just yeah. guys don't. It, it, I, I don't know. I just it's hard for me. Uh, see, I've been through this, and lit, like it's like it's like. They'll they'll have a six game like a five game you know they'll go five and one like they are right now, and then in two days three days they'll lose eight in a row. You know it's like this is what they are, until they get a legitimate superstar like legitimate stud. This is what they are. They're a five hundred, maybe slightly above five hundred team. Cool, genuine Phil says Celtics would be legit if they got Simmons, and so did Rick. Oh wow. I don't know. See, I don't, but see, he shrinks under pressure though. That's what I, that's what I'm talking about. You can't, you can't Simmons attitude about how he like, you need a guy who's, who's not going to be phased by, by, um, you know, not going to be phased by the spotlight. Like, cause even on, even on off nights, if you like, like if you don't perform in this city, they eat you alive. And also, like, here's another huge thing with that. The reason why the Celtics are the very last people to get Simmons is because the Celtics 
are not going to go are not going to deliver the Celtics are not going to deliver either Tatum or Brown to down the I-90 to Philadelphia. So unless yeah. there's a three-team trade there, they're not going to do that. They're not going to no. deliver one of their one of the best scores in the East. Both of them, both of yeah. these guys. Yeah. To Philadelphia because that would make Philadelphia a title contender. That was just every time they're going to be a, I mean, they already are a title contender, but they'd be over. They'd be a wrap in my opinion. If you if Philadelphia had Tatum or Brown, it's over. The league is it's who's going to match up with them if they have them. If they have Harris, Curry, Embiid, all those guys, Harris, Curry, Embiid, Tatum, Brown. Think about think about that lineup though, dude. Harris, Curry, Embiid, Tatum, Brown. So yeah, from 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 literally like being in the East, being literally like your neighbor. <laughs> no, no, they're not going to do. They, they would be insane if they did that. They really yeah. would. Now, would it help the Celtics? Yeah, probably. I would imagine that most like that a lot of their problems with like the ball distribution, it would probably help them. Um, but I would want to, if I'm doing that, if I'm the Celtics and I want Ben Simmons really bad, I want a three team trade and I want Brown to go somewhere else. That's, that's the way I see it. Well, and we, uh, we've been, I've been yelling about this for a long time man, and it's, it's, it's just, they, it's the chemistry with the Celtics and it, until it changes until they see some major shakeup, it's just not like, there's not much to talk about with them until really, you see a major shakeup. This is what you're going to get. This is the product you're going to get. You're going to get, you know, five and one and then, and then, you know, two and seven, you know what I mean? And then five and one again, and then two and seven, you know, it's just, that's what they are. That's who they are. And until they, they change that, it's, just going to be rinse, wash, and repeat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have so much potential too, and I think they, I think deep down they all know it. I think deep down they're like, you know, we were in the Eastern Conference Finals three years ago. Like we're not that far removed from success, and we have all the young, young, young core. It's a matter of putting it together, trusting in each other, embracing each other's talents, and embracing each, and the team, the city, the city that has chemistry. So, yeah. yeah, and Cool Genuine feels right. They don't have enough shooters. Terrence Ross would be really good on the Celtics. If he they would. could swing that trade, I would, I'd be, I'd be for that. I'd be Bar- Barnes and Heald would, Barnes and Heald would fit good here too. Heald makes a crap load of money, but yeah, that'd be a good. But fit when though. has money ever been a problem for the Celtics? That's true. You know what they I mean? need to dip into the luxury tax. You're right. They definitely could. But that's what I mean. Heald or Barnes would fit good here too. He said Simmons just needs a new environment. That's, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe Simmons, maybe you put Simmons with the Celtics and you give him Tatum and he really is a superstar. Who knows? I mean, he, well, you have to be no specific with Ben Simmons too. Don't say, Ben, don't go outside your game. We need you to be down low. We just want you to be a, a monster down low. That's it. Dive to the basket and pass, get people open. That's, yeah. Really dive down to the paint and get people open. I, I mean, I agree with you, Phil. Like, I, I do think that, like, his ineptitudes are a little bit overrated or exactly uh not overrated but overstated and i think it's a lot to do with his collapse in the playoffs when somebody collapses in the playoffs and just craps themselves in the playoffs it, it makes it's like you have a spotlight on you you know what i mean like at that point like everyone looks at you so yeah. i think that that was definitely mentally like it's something he has to get over if he can overcome that mental hurdle who knows what he could be he could be a complete superstar in this league and we he could make us forget about that collapse yeah i don't know 
I, it is interesting. I agree. They, they do need to shake things up before the trade deadline, I, I believe. If the Celtics want to make a serious run at this thing, because they're, what, are they the 10th seed, 11th? They're like 11, I in think. the East. So yeah, they're, they're right above the Hawks, I know. The Hawks just fell below them, and that was – the Hawks are collapsing. That's a whole other thing we talk yeah. about sometimes. Yeah. Hawks are collapsing. I don't know what's happening with them. Uh, but but you're right. I mean, Simmons is a talented guy, but where does he fit? That's that's kind of it's like maybe he does fit with the Celtics. Maybe he fits somewhere else. It's hard. If to you say. just if you just tell him, look, Ben, we just want you to crash the boards, and if you can, you know, if you could shoot a layup, we're fine. I think just, Philly wanted him to be that superstar, you know, and he couldn't, and he just couldn't. It's not mental. It's not mentally his. I don't think he's mature enough to be that no. superstar. No, like. He's just like as a, as a basketball player. I don't think he's mature enough. I think he he loves being a celebrity. That's what Ben Simmons likes, and he's super talented at basketball. But is he ready to be the face of the, like Joel Embiid was crying his eyes out when he lost? Yeah, he, he was playing with a hyperextended knee and a messed up shoulder. He's the leader of that team, so Simmons has to buy into that, and I don't think he has. I think he looks at Joel as like a big brother, and he doesn't want to buy into that. He's like, no, no, I'm a superstar too. No, you're not. You're just a good player. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt, man. But do you got anything else, JD? Oh, uh, no, my guy. I mean, it's been a good week. I'm really excited. I'm excited for tonight and I'm really excited for the divisional round. So I, I, have, I think I'll have a lot more to say uh, about football, especially during the divisional round. Also, the NBA, it's so slow right now, my guy. It's just so slow. Like, I cannot wait until things start to ramp up in the NBA. Things get a little bit more interesting. But it's almost then. It's almost like mid like mid season like this. It's like I don't want to say they stop trying, but the it's not like max effort every night because they know it's a long season. Yeah, it's it's a long season, and I feel like a lot of people don't try their hardest. Um, well, well, they're trying to preserve. You know what I mean? That's why I'm saying it might not be max effort at this point. You know what I mean? No, yeah, it's it's not. They're not exactly, and it doesn't look like max effort either. Um, Really quick, while 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 we have a little bit of time, just really quick, who do you think will be in the Super Bowl this year? I let's end it with that because that's interesting. I mean, I like I could see a repeat of last year. I could because as good as Buffalo is, they're not beating Kansas City in Arrowhead in the playoffs in that hostile environment. It might be a better game than it was last year, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, but I just, I, I could see a repeat. Bucks the, and I will give Aaron Rodgers all the credit in the world because if he does make it and he does beat Tom Brady to get to the Super Bowl, then that dude is. Then you just knocked off a, you know what I mean? Like that's that's a good Buccaneers team. team. But I, I think it. I could see a repeat. I could see Chiefs and Bucks having having a second go at it. I kind of agree with you there. I definitely think it's the Chiefs. The NFC is a little bit more interesting. I think the Chiefs are going to roll to the Super Bowl again, though, because they just they just turning it on at the right time. They really are. They just all right, all right, guys, playoff time. Boop. All the all the everything. Everyone's playing so well. Kelsey was playing amazing. That running back McKinnon. Where did he come from? He's playing amazing. And then you got Hill. The play design is is so good. They're so disciplined, and, and I just think that'll carry on to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, and he said, I think the Green Bay Packers are everyone sleeping on. I don't think anyone's sleeping on them. It's just they can't beat the Bucks. That's the problem. 
They, they, the, the Packers are going to run into a massive problem, and his name is Tom Brady. Tom Brady, and people forget he he threw. I think he had two interceptions and a fumble against the Packers, and he then they and the Bucks still won the game. They yeah, last year. Yeah. So you have a lot to overcome with the Bucks. Like that game shouldn't have even been that close. If Tom Brady and you, I don't think Tom Brady is going to make those same mistakes again. Um, ultimately, everyone has a chance at the Super Bowl. Even the Bengals do right now. I, I really believe that. Even the Titans have a chance. Everyone has a chance this year. But I, I do agree. If I had, a, if you know, gun to my head, I got to choose two teams. It's probably the Bucks and the, and the Chiefs as well. Um, but uh, if we'll anybody beats the Bucks, if anybody, if anybody knocks off Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, it's a massive upset. Like massive upset. It, it really is. It really is, and it'll be really. I can't wait. Honestly, I can't wait for that game. Um, but we might not even see it. Uh, uh, no, on, dude, we're gonna happens. see it. Both. I mean, Rodgers <laughs> doesn't like. Those guys, you know how they are, dude. We've watched it for for fifteen years now. When they when they get in the playoffs, nothing's going to deny them. You know what I mean? It, they, and it's a mirror image. Like Brady and Rogers are both. You know they're they're the you know probably two of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. Mount Rushmore. And they've been it. They've been that way for for fifteen years. And it's it's like that's that's two juggernauts going at each other. It definitely is. It's uh, it's probably one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play the game, versus the most accomplished and winningest quarterback to ever play the game. So, it's uh, when you know it's like an immovable object beats an unstoppable force. It's kind yeah. of yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm sticking to my. If they play each other in the NFC title game, it's gonna that that game is gonna be better than the Super Bowl. That game is that's gonna be the best game of the year. Yeah, it'll definitely be if that. I, I think you're right. Either that or the Bills and Chiefs. That'll be a really good game. I can't wait for it. We've already had some good games uh, this year, and, and we're blessed, man. We've had some good – like uh, this wild card weekend was really good. And it's not over. We got the we got the Cardinals and the um, Rams I'm, I'm tonight. I'm kind of rooting Ooh. for the underdog. I want to see the Bengals make a good run. I want to see them go. See that. You know what I mean? Because they're like they're they're the I mean talk about like the under like underdog they're the un, they're the true underdog in this play in these they playoffs. Are. I think they are too. I, I think nobody nobody thinks the Bengals can make the Super Bowl. Nobody thinks the Bengals can even make the AFC title game. But they're right there. They have a chance. So I would love to see it. Uh, the Bengals are very interesting. Um, I'm sure we'll have more NBA to talk about. Maybe we'll talk about some some uh, potential more some more potential trades next time. Uh, two, but there's just not much going on in the NBA. Unfortunately, it's kind of just like you said; it hasn't ramped up yet. It well, it's it's this is that weird like middle of the season like like these guys, the the real veterans know this. It's a, it's a grind. The NBA season's a long season, right? It is. So they do they give an effort? Yeah, they they obviously go out there and they try hard and they want to win, but it's not like they're gonna like. It's not like a thousand percent max, you know, max effort because they know if they do that every, Whoa. if they do that every single night, they're going to be burnt out by by game thirty. You know, absolutely. Well, what's what's incredible to me, uh, I got you know this will be the last thing I say. Sorry, I'm, I'm going on. But, you're, you're good, man. You're good. Go for it. Um, uh, LeBron James said the other day that that you know they'll be the Lakers will be better. They're sub five hundred right now. They're fighting with the Clippers for the ninth seed. Well, I guess they're fighting with a bunch of teams for the eighth seed. 
I don't think the Lakers are going to make the playoffs this year. Valhalla Sports, I hope you're in the chat, my guy. Uh, this is the Lakers hate you're waiting for. I don't <laughs> see them making the playoffs this year, buddy. I don't. They, they, got a, they got a big hill to climb. I know that. I don't know who's a better team, the Sacramento Kings or the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't know who's a better team. Or, or the Clippers without PG-13 and Kawhi. I, who's a better team? And that's crazy. So it, it is LeBron James balling the F out. Yes, he is. But his team sucks. He can only overcome so much. He's 37. He's 30. See, that's the other thing that people don't understand is that LeBron can only overcome so much now. You know, like it's there's only so much he can do before he needs help because the you know what it is too? The rest of the league got better. They did. They, they got younger, faster, better, better shooters. They spaced LeBron out more. Also, LeBron, LeBron, he's dropping like 30-something a game the last like week and a half. He's absolutely balling out of his mind, and they're yeah. still losing games. Yeah. And also, let's say LeBron does drag this team by the collar, by the ear, all the way to the playoffs. Let's say he drags them to the playoffs. You think they're going to win? <laughs> With LeBron James doing everything? I don't think so. I don't, I don't he, think so. But see, this year's weird, though, because last year he got a bunch of help from everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Last year, that's how they won the title. Is that's how they won the title? Is he got a bunch of help from his team? You know, they, they, they his teammates helped helped him in the efforts in these games. It seems like LeBron's having to do pretty much everything now. But yeah, during 2020, um, well, it's like I, I think it's I think it's a repeat of last year, only even worse now because like AD is not stepping up. He still hasn't stepped up, and he's been hurt. Now he's hurt. I guess again. See, no, no, like, but see, that's the huge thing is that, like, last year, the 2020 season, like, 2020, 2021 suit, like, AD was healthy, you know, for the most part. He was, he was, okay, I should say he's this. Still he still lost. He was, he was healthy when it mattered. He was healthy when it mattered. Russ is the problem, JD. Uh, he's not the only problem, uh, but yeah, he is the problem. Russ, I don't think, if you just look at his PER, if you just look at Russ's player efficiency rating, it's terrible. It's, yeah, it's no, it's like, not good. It's there with mellow. So well, I mean, he, people. I know Russ, it's not the Bible, but Russ is the 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 biggest detriment that that Westbrook has is that he's a turnover machine. Yes, he throws games away, um, and, and it's not just his fault, but it's it, he is he's a symptom of a larger if, problem. If the Lakers do make the playoffs, it's good. Like you could credit you could credit LeBron and AD for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Russ is at his best. Exactly. You're going to credit LeBron and AD for that. Russ is at his best when he hustles really hard, plays modestly, and defers. That's yeah. when he's at his best, when he's mm -hmm. hustling, when he's – because Russell's hustle is out – is unmatched. No one is a, is, a, is a more hustle – no one hustles more in the NBA history than, than Russell Westbrook. Yeah. But yeah. then, like you said, he does way too much. Like you just said, Crown. He does so many things that he doesn't need to do. And he honestly shoots himself in the foot way too often, especially late in the game. And that's yeah. when late in the game, give the ball to LeBron. For God's sake, Russell, give the ball to LeBron. What are you doing? You have a man who's been to the finals 10 times in a row and you don't want to give him the ball in, in crunch time because you're the point guard? No, no. Well, that, but see, that's when Russ, that's when Russ, like you were saying, that's when he needs to defer and be like, I'm just going to feed LeBron and AD and let them, let them finish this game off. 
Exactly. Yeah. And just let him finish the game. He's LeBron James. You're not. You're not. So let him do it. And and, and I don't even like LeBron, but man, LeBron is 10 times better, especially in clut in the clutch than Russell that's, Westbrook. That's the biggest difference, though, is when they when they won the title in the bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Like like LeBron was getting help from his team. He's so not getting he's not getting anything from any of them now. He was averaging like 12 assists a game because he was literally just, oh, you're open. Oh, you're open too. Oh, you're open too. It's been oh yeah. And also look at Kuzma. Oh my God. Have you seen Kuzma lately? 27 mm-hmm. points a game, nine rebounds for over yep. the last like 15 games. He is balling out of his mind. And like the Lakers had him, they could have signed him to a, a like they could have extended his contract. He would have accepted that extension. And they didn't. Yeah. So man, it's just everything. That's, that's another, wrong. that's a whole nother thing that me and you could talk about too. That's a whole nother yeah. topic that we could even get into. Like, like they how much talent they lost in the offseason. So like much they, they lost a lot. Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma, Russell West, or excuse me, uh Alex Caruso. Yeah. It just and, and, and those yeah. guys, those guys were like sixth man for the for the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like they 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 helped propel that. Like uh, LeBron lost a lot in the in free agency last like they lost a lot of talent. They did. They lost so much talent and and Le- it was a lot of LeBron's decisions. So you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. You didn't like Kuzma. And Kuzma joked about it too. Kuzma said, I'm feeling like LeBron. Uh, you guys better watch how you talk to me during the trade deadline. Because, like, <laughs> yeah, because you know, that's a, it's, it's like a long running joke now. LeBron will get you traded. He's yeah. two faced. He's a yeah. two faced person. And like, he is a very talented basketball player, but he's a two faced person. Who are, yeah, I love you, Kyle. Oh, Kuzma, Kuz, Kuz, my guy, my guy. Yeah, we got to trade this guy. This guy's pissing me the fuck off. Just, that's what he does. Lonzo, yeah, no, oh, it, me and Lonzo it really together. And does it, but see, like, does it surprise you? Because it really doesn't to me. No, not at all. He's a big, he's, he has a big head, big ego. And yeah. he deserves one, but not that much. <laughs> but the, no, it's that, that's definitely like, like the Lakers, if they make the playoffs, it's there, it's going to be tough. Whoever, whoever, like, they're going to have to really scratch and fight and claw because they're going to have their they're going to have it cut out for them. That's for sure. Just like last year, nobody talks about LeBron was an eighth seed last year. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a yeah. really really big deal. So that's all I have to say about about the NBA. I just I you know I have more to say once it comes down to once it gets a little bit closer to playoff time, but. I, I don't see the Lakers making the playoffs. I don't see the Clippers making the playoffs. I don't I, see either of them making the playoffs. Here's the thing about the trade deadline, too. I don't see there being a lot of movement this year. I'm not, I don't think there's going to be a lot of movement. I can't, nothing pops out. So, yeah, nothing, nothing sticks out in my head. Like, for instance, yeah. the Lakers, they're, 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 they're hand, they're, they're handcuffed. They have nothing to get. Like, who are you going to trade? Well, that's the situation that, that's like, they're, they're, a, they're a, you know that's they're like like you said they're handcuffed because of the situation they're in nobody wants russell westbrook yeah (laughs) yeah. nobody wants russell westbrook so nobody and if they and if they do give russ away then they're gonna have to eat a lot you know i mean they're gonna lose that trade you know what i mean absolutely like (laughs) yeah i just can't man no yeah i I agree it's i don't see him making the playoffs and it's an uphill climb if they do that's kind of what i want to say about the lakers but it's been a, it's been interesting topics, my guy, and 
I cannot wait for tonight's game in the divisional round. The division round is going to be lit. Oh my god, it's going to be so good. We're gonna th- th- these these this year's playoffs are going to be really good. They are this year's playoffs going to be really good. I agree. Yeah, the the both NFL and NBA playoffs are going to be phenomenal. Uh, Krom says, I hope the Clippers miss the playoffs, JD, so the Thunder can get another first round pick. Is that how it works? Is that how it works? That's pretty funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's funny. Well, hey, they they got a good chance of missing the playoffs, bro. They, they have a very good chance, especially with PG hurt. So yeah, no, no doubt. Hey, good. Thanks for hanging out, Rick. Much love to you. You're you're seriously well, a, a once moment. again, though, guys. The um live. So for those of you guys who are listening on the playback or you're new to the the channel, this podcast is going to be up on. It'll be up on my channel, and then it'll be up on JD's i90 Sports Talk, and then he'll um he cuts up the segments as well so like if there's a specific segment you want to listen to you can just that's his jd can you uh put the link for i your i-90 one in there sure yeah sorry about that. and your uh and your, so if you guys are into call of duty me and jd uh me and jd play a lot of call of duty in the in the in the off time we do um, and he's got a call of duty he's got a, a gaming channel that he does that on um he can throw that in the in the live chat as well. one first. subscribe to that yeah, it's I. I swear I get more views on that one lately. It's like people love gaming. That's for sure. <laughs> I love it. Here, let me just. But that's a lot of fun too, because we'll be playing Call of Duty and talking sports at the same time. So we it do, never yeah. it never quits. <laughs> yeah, if you want, if you want some like some some sports talk and everything like that, uh, while you're watching some some gaming, yeah, we definitely talk about sports, especially when me and Bobby are in. Here, I'll put that in the chat. Um, but yeah, it's uh, and um, we got a new intro. We are we got a uh, yeah, oh, sure, new, the it's new like, intro on that JD made up is is fire, guys. It's it's good. It, it basically, yeah, what I, I'm proud of the intro because it's it really shows what our show is about, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it really and I and I worked hard on that one because I wanted something to just a quick, you know, one minute thing showing what like what are we about what is this podcast going to be about and and that's that's what it is and uh yeah so thank you guys for all your support it really Absolutely. is amazing it really is amazing and w- but once again though like we 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 do this right because like literally me and jd have thrown on espn and it's just like i oh can't God. watch it for more than like two minutes i Dude, can't it's I, so bad i can't watch it for more than two minutes because it's just terrible it, it it's it's mind-numbingly stupid. It's yeah. amazingly stupid. Like I was trying to listen, I was trying to listen to uh, radio last night on the like about about Big Ben. I wanted to hear the you know the post press conference and everything. The second the press conference was over, COVID nineteen. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about COVID. I'm like, dude, oh my god, shut up! Like we just had the playoffs. Like, this is the playoffs. And then Dan Patrick talked with about all the. With all the storylines going on, they 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 couldn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, with all the storylines going on, like just, they, dude, they could have talked about anything. Brady, the 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 Brady versus versus Rogers matchup that we could see this year, you know, like anything, anything, like a million Dallas, topics they have, you know, da- Dallas collapsing, like any there, there's fifteen Not different storylines they could go with. It's Sport, basically CNN, <laughs> but like I, I just. It just drives me nuts because, like, I just want to put sports talk radio on and hear 
sports talk radio. That's all. That's all we ever wanted. It's, I swear, since 2019, it's been nonstop crap. Like, I don't care about any of like the you things. You said you put about. one show on. You put one show on, and they talked about sex in the city sex for, like, city, dude. 10 minutes. <laughs> what? I put on, dude, Dan Patrick. I used to think Dan Patrick was a legend. But if you just go by this year, just this year of what he's talked about, it's been nothing but hot garbage. It's yeah. been covid racism they're arguing if they have enough black coaches i'm like dude i don't care about any of this kind of sex in the city i don't care about any of that crap i literally want to know what are you talking about what are the storylines going on right now on the field like in the locker room what's what's the insider scoop you guys get millions and millions and millions of billions of dollars and you talk about sex in the city what are you talking about anyway that's just i'm off my rant let's see like that's my thing too it's it's like it's like there's 15 other storylines you could go with, and that's your direction you went in. It's like, come on now. This should be the last thing you talk about. Oh, my God, and Kyrie Irving. I remember the beginning of the basketball season. If you flipped on the, if you flipped on TV, you would have no idea what's happening in the NBA. None. Yeah. It's all yeah. Kyrie Irving didn't get vaccinated. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He didn't give it. Dude, I don't give a shit. I don't care about Kyrie Irving's life. I just want to know who's playing tonight. Like, is Kyrie Irving playing? Oh, he's not playing. Well, then shut the fuck up about him. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah no, no. It's but see, this is why we do it though, because like we like we don't care about personal decision shit. It's stupid. That's a personal decision. Who gives a shit? We talk about the storylines that are going on in the NFL, NBA, NHL. Like, it, it, like we talk about sports because that's what yeah. the channel's about, and that's what we like doing. Absolutely, man. No, I love it. I love I love our show. I love our, our podcast. It's so fun. Uh, and thank you guys, all the listeners from my heart, to the guys on my channel, to the guys from Being Down, the member gang. You guys are the freaking best. And no one is better than you guys in the whole world. We do, we do, we do have a solid fan base. We do oh, yeah. have a solid fan base. You guys are, you guys make it so much fun and add so much to the topic. So appreciate it. And they know their stuff, dude. They add to the like they add to the show. Like, don't ever get it twisted, guys. You guys add to the show. They do. Well, sports fans, I think in general, this is why it's so insulting for ESPN and all these other things to, to like be this stupid and woke and weird about everything to all this political nonsense. Is because sports fans are smart. Like, we pay attention to the games. We actually watch them. We actually love sports. So whenever you try to like just like show your, you know. Oh, there's this cancer kid today. And oh, there's this. It's like, we don't care, dude. Like, we're not watching the Hallmark channel. We're not watching CNN. We're here to talk about sports. Like, I I could sit here and watch NFL films for hours. I could watch Man in the Arena for hours. That stuff I love. I love sports, man. I want to hear about what happens on the field. I want to hear about the insider stuff. But anyway, I love sports. Because there's compelling stories there. And they just want to ignore them. Yeah, exactly. And I got my... I hear you, dude. But that's why we do it, though, because we love what we do. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just a, it's just a passion. Let's, you know what I mean? But the we the uh, there you go, Tom (laughs) Brady. The fans, the fans, really, guys. You guys, you guys make the show, and me and JD really do. Like, we love we like interacting with all you guys and hanging out with you. It's, it's always a good time. But episode twenty four in the books, JD. In the books, almost a quarter way to a hundred. We're 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 banging them out, man. But thank you again to anybody listening on the playback to iHeart, 
um, on iHeart. Uh, the live broadcast is here on Beantown Breakdown on YouTube. Um, so if you're interested in asking us a question that you want us to answer, uh, you can tune in there. And then my guy, JD, has the chopped up version of the show and the full version um, on his channel. Uh, and um, so if you want to watch a specific segment, you can just check his channel out. That's uh, I-90 Sports Talk. And uh, and if you're not subscribed, go and subscribe to that channel because it helps both of us out. And then JD has his, um, me and him do a lot of gaming. So if you're interested <laughs> in the, the, the gaming aspects of stuff and you want to, and if you want to come and hang out and even play with, you know, even play with us, you know, play a, play a game of Warzone with us. Well, you know, we're always down. We play a lot and that's the Cheerio plays channel. Um, so go and check that out. And we're, we're more than happy to play, to, to play some Warzone with you guys and, and uh, hang out with you off, you know, off camera too. Absolutely. But thanks again, guys. Episode 24 in the books. JD, hit him with it. See Red, bear down. Let's go, baby. Till next year. And you know what it is. Go Pats, go Bruins, go Celtics, go Pats. We out of here. And the Red Sox. Go Patriots, Bruins, Sox. And uh, I feel like I'm you got a Bruins game. game coming up, don't you? There is. There is a Bruins game. But thanks again, guys. Tune in. We're out of here. We love you all. We're gone. Peace. Love you.